Hi, this is Lisa Davis, and welcome to another episode of Talk Healthy Today. The show provides you with the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. People tell me listening to the show is like overhearing two friends talking about really incredible health topics that you want to know about. I like to really get to know my guests and I'd like you to get to know them as well. So we delve really deeply into topics and I like to share some personal anecdotes as well. To make sure you never miss an episode of Talk Healthy Today, be sure to subscribe, also rate and review. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit? Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean, sensual superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking, some are funny, to help you get to where you need to be, to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fool you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. Uh, If you follow me, you know I'm active on social media. And there are some amazing people that I've met through the platforms. And one of them is the gorgeous and talented and smart and incredible Stacey Branch, who joins us now. Hi, Stacey. Hi, good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to have you on. So I love your social media. It's so positive and beautiful and eloquent. And what caught my eye is that you are doing something called the Healthier Kitchen, Healthier You event. Now, unfortunately, this is going to air after the event, but I would just love to know what got you interested in healthy living, the kind of things that you talk about when you have a kitchen event, and just more about you. Well, I um, in 2009, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma which is a rare cancer of the blood plasma. And um, obviously, like any cancer, it's life-changing. I um, did all of the, you know, I I was already a vegetarian and and really couldn't understand how I got sick. So I began this journey of really researching. I chose at that moment because at the time, multiple myeloma was considered incurable and irreversible. I chose to not do any medication because just because I couldn't understand the logic. If I'm not going to live, why am I poisoning my body? And it was probably the best thing I did for myself. But about four years in, I started to get really sick. And at the time I was diagnosed, you were given like a five to eight year life expectancy. And I was kind of coming up on year five. And I, um, and when I say, really sick. I mean, like I was really calling people saying goodbye because my body was starting to shut down. And I 
when I went to the doctor, they were like, you know, we let you do it your way. It may be time to think about chemo and you might need a pacemaker because my heart was stopping. And I was like, oh yeah, none of that is going to work. So I said, just give me 30 days. If I don't turn this around on my own, I'll have these conversations. So I literally left the doctor with the little bit of energy I had. I went to the grocery store and I started a juice fast. And I didn't know if I was going to reverse my numbers. I just knew that I had researched enough that I would at least feel better. I should feel better. And so in the 30 days, I felt better. And I went to the doctor and it turned out my numbers dropped 400 points. <clears throat> so the cancer that was irreversible was now reversible. And so then it just made me kind of go on this journey of always trying to find new ways to be healthy and really researching and not getting caught up in the fads. But what I noticed along the way is as I got healthier, whenever someone would get sick around me or knew someone getting sick, they would all call me or you should talk to Stacy. And so I became this person everybody would come to and I kind of got tired of doing one-on-one -on -one consultations. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Not tired no. of it, but I just felt like, why don't I just give something? And and also, one of my cousins had said, why don't you do cooking demonstrations? Because I used to have a um, raw food catering service. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. I don't know what that means. So it was really when I went to Peru earlier this year, I'm kind of skipping over some things, but um, the event started because when I went to Peru, I did ayahuasca. And one of the things that I got from my trip was that I really needed to develop this platform and try to help more people. And so I, from Peru, text my cousin and said, can I use your kitchen? Because she has a beautiful open concept kitchen. And she said, yes. And that's how it started. And what I do is I try to help people. My thing is not about you being a vegan or a vegetarian. It's about being healthy. And that looks like something different for everyone. So I decided that that is what I would do. So in between the events, I learn more things. I'm always watching more documentaries and doing more research and learning about new things. And that's what I share at the events. I do a food demo, a quick demo to show somebody a, a really healthy, quick meal they can make. You know, I think we, we've gotten so far away from cooking that people always look at it as a task. And there's some things that are really tasty that are not that don't require you to, you know, give up your whole afternoon to make. And so I try to show really quick, something quick. And then I serve a four course meal, vegan meal, just to show people an alternative to what they know. So at one event, we had vegetarian tacos, but they were made with different vegetables. Um, the second event, we had pastas, but they were made with zucchini and kelp. And all the sauces were raw and vegetables. And so understanding that you can do tons of things with Vitamix. You know what I mean? You oh, I love my Vitamix. I couldn't live without it. I mean, I could, but I wouldn't want to. <laughs> but you really can do 
a billion things in your kitchen quickly that are healthy. And so, you know, and I also uh, tore up part of my backyard and I have my own garden and I have a ton of fruit trees, which I post sometimes when they have a lot of fruit. Um, And just trying to show people you can take control of your life. We have to stop stopping at fast food restaurants. It is fast food, but it's not healthy food. It is. It's horrible stuff. Right. And getting away from processed foods. So I am now not cancer free. The biggest decrease in my numbers was the very first time. Now, when I do my fast, I still fast like once or twice a year. And I usually do them on Instagram and Facebook so that people can do them with me. Um, now my numbers have whittled, they're moving slower, but they're still going down. So now I'm just a little above cancer free. So I'm like about a hundred points away from cancer free. I, I want to go back to something you talked about mm-hmm. with the, I'm just curious with the ayahuasca, because a lot of people might not know what that is. If you can tell us about that and what made you want to try that. And, and I know it's supposed to do something with like spiritual awakenings or helping you get deeper within yourself. Am yeah. I on the right track? Yes, yes, yes. Ayahuasca, I'm going to see if I can explain it the the clearest way. It is a mother plant like weed, um, but it's a hallucinogenic, I guess. Um, it is, I chose, I'm gonna, I want to say this because there are a lot of little pop-up ayahuasca spots in the United States. I chose to go to Peru because I actually sat with a 40-year lifelong shaman. Um, I wanted to do it within the culture. I didn't want to just do it with some American that thought it was something cute to do. Right. Yeah. I heard Robin Quivers share her experience quite a bit on, on the Howard Stern show and it sounded fascinating. And I know she did the same thing. She went and saw someone that had been doing this for years. Yeah. I went to, I wanted to do it with a shaman where it's part of their culture and it's, they, you know, I mean, it's a very real thing. It tastes horrible. Actually doesn't taste as bad as they make you think it tastes. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) It doesn't like I, you know, I watched a lot of videos on YouTube. There's tons of stuff on it, even on the place I went to. Um, it's not as bad as they made it sound. It is, um, and everyone has a very different experience, but yes, it is to help with the spiritual awakening. I was almost, I almost didn't want to go after I planned my trip because I had felt like I, I'm always working on myself. And I think the people that have bad experiences are people that have not dealt with their lives. So... Um, so a lot of stuff comes up for them, a lot of suppressed things, but because I deal with myself, I had a beautiful experience and each time I did it, I never had a bad experience. What do you feel like you got from it? I got my confidence back. Um, cancer for me my whole life got turned upside down when I was diagnosed and I've really had to fight to get my life, to get a life back. Um, and I've also, let me backtrack a bit. I've also had five back surgeries. So I had oh a lot, of, I had a lot of health challenges and also the things that Western medicine does to us, the things that I've now learned, I, I had to rebuild my body. I had to like learn why things were happening to me. And, you know, I, I have to say I went to a lot of doctors for a lot of things that I heard 
we don't know what it is. We don't know how to treat this. I spent a lot of time going to doctors and I now have very little to say to doctors, even my own. I don't go to the oncologist, but every blue moon. And when I say that, I mean like years. Um, like I went last year and I kind of just go to kind of, kind of go, ha ha, you were wrong. Um, I don't really, <laughs> really, I go just to go. So yeah, my numbers look good. I just came for you to see that. Um, that's kind of why I go. Um, as positive and kind as I am, I get joy in that, in, in, in saying, because when I was diagnosed, I looked at my doctor and I said, I'm going to beat this. And he said, oh, and that condescending to, oh, that's so, I'm glad you think that it's going to take a positive attitude. And I said, no, 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 I'm telling you, I am going to beat this. So when my number started going down, he looked at me and said, you told me you were the one and I believe you. And so I go just for that moment to kind of just go, see, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Um, I, I think we give far too much power to medical professionals instead of um, the cure for all is in the earth. And we've come so far away from all of our cultures that had the holistic healing and, you know, like grandma's chicken soup or whatever it is that we grew up with knowing about those healing herbs and potions and we've given our power over to these med these people that are making money off of us it, it is nothing about us getting well or curing us you know they're just giving us a band-aid and the bad part is once you get into the medical system it is a slippery slope they're never going to let you out you become a prisoner because that same pill that you're taking there's a side effect that's going to cause a whole new problem did you ever try a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath to help you? Because they can be pretty incredible. Um, I didn't because at the time I didn't know of one. And once I started on my journey, I, it just, I was doing good. You know what I mean? I've been able to figure out for myself what works. I understand food. That's why I don't tell people that they should be vegan or vegetarian because there's some people that have different health issues and different challenges require different solutions. So I don't tell anyone that I, but my main objective is to try to help people to stop eating processed foods. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. I mean, it makes such a big difference. You know, I've mentioned this on the show before, but my husband can eat a lot of whole grains and feel great. I eat whole grains. I get really tired. So I do better on a lot of vegetables, uh, a little bit of fruits, a lot of healthy fats, and some organic grass-fed meats. And then I feel great. But if you give me even a you know a thing of brown rice or whole grain pasta, I'm just going to fall asleep. So I'm very sensitive. I also have a bunch of food sensitivities. So it makes it complicated. So I'm forced in a way to stay away from processed food because it's good, right? Because I have to, or I'll feel right. lousy. Where a lot of people, right. they have this underlying feeling of lousiness, but they don't really put it together. They've been feeling lousy for so long that they don't even know. It's interesting because when I'm on a show, so I, as a, to make money, I'm a, I'm a makeup artist in the film industry. And when I'm on a show, I, um, you know, obviously there's food around me. They feed us all day. There's just food. And, and part of that is because we can't really get away, but there's food constantly and it is not the best. It's not organic. It's not healthy. And I have to really stay focused to not graze on that table. And sometimes for me, um, 
you know, I'll be like, well, I'm going to have half a bagel with nothing on it. It's not, you know, I'm not eating meat. I'm not eating dairy, whatever. So I don't have cream cheese or whatever that is, but that half a bagel destroys my body. So I have to be really, really careful. Um, that's what's hard for me is when I'm in a space like that where I can't get out to get the things that I need. So I've had to learn how to bring my food with me to work every day. So I, I spend my Sunday food prepping to get ready for work. Yeah, and that's what everyone should do. We we really should. And I think it's it's so that's the thing I also show people like what I do, what I do every week, you know, because I think we always think things are so hard or difficult and they, they really aren't. You just, but we don't know what we don't know. And it is amazing what people honestly don't know. And then there's trends that circulate the internet. Um, I know right now everybody's on celery juice and I haven't read the man's book that put the celery juice out, but this is what I do now that the nutrients in celery, although good for you, there's nothing wrong. I, I personally would think it would be better to drink celery, spinach, cucumber, kale, parsley in a drink where you're getting an assortment of different nutrients and iron to build your body than that one vegetable. But if you're on the celery juice bad and you and it's getting you to drink a vegetable then go for it you know i mean i'm not not knocking it i'm just saying for me like people are oh you don't do celery juice no i do full green juice because i need the iron i used to be severely anemic i'm no longer anemic i drink 64 ounces of green juice a day i'm no longer anemic i built my own body up without pharmaceuticals from the earth so I just believe that that is a pot. It's something that is possible. If I could reverse an irreversible cancer, I believe that you can reverse any illness. Now, Stacy, you mentioned that you were near your five and you started juicing. Did you juice earlier than that when you first got diagnosed or was it just more of like a hardcore kind of juicing situation? Um, I didn't do, I didn't fast. I um, would, but I would buy... Um, was it Evolution? I think it is. Evolution used to have a specific juice I liked, but they no longer make it. Now they put lime in it, so I don't buy it anymore. That's what started me making my own juice. Um, but I used to try to drink one green juice a day. I was a vegetarian, but that's kind of when I also started having food sensitivity. So I started having a reaction to soy because like most vegetarians, I ate the processed products. And that's what I'm saying about understanding if if eating whole real foods means you need to eat chicken, then you should do that. Because eating eating a, a Beyond Burger at at Burger King is still processed food. And you don't you don't actually know what's in it or what those chemicals are doing to your body. That's why you got to stick with real stuff like we're talking about. And and I think for some people when they first become a vegetarian, you know, if they want to use them now and then, right, if you want to get some, like my husband likes the Beyond Meat sausage, but he'll just have it once in a while, you know, but I think if you start making it a, a regular part of your diet, it's not good. 
Right. It's fine occasionally. Sure. But, and I know for some people that are trying to, um, you know, make the change, then of course it, it, it's what you need. You know I mean? If that's what you do, if you need to make that change, I so get it, but it's not what you should do. It's just not, it's not what you should do every day. And like I said, I was a unknowing vegetarian. I just knew I didn't eat meat, but I ate a Boca sausage every morning or I ate chicken free chicken and I ate vegetables, but I ate a lot of meat substitutes and I ate a lot of processed foods. And it was really, it's interesting because I had a friend tell me, you don't eat meat, but you don't even know what's in that. And I remember hearing him say that and I think about it now and it's so true. So I am not poo-pooing anyone's diet, but you have to incorporate real food. And that's our biggest problem is we've gotten away from real food. So that is what my events are about. They're just about real food and helping people make healthier choices and even how you stock your kitchen. Um, There are certain products that are just really not good and there's some healthy alternatives. So I try to have a few samples of things there that people can try so that they can see the other side. Um, And I've been able to... um, get different companies to send me products. So I'm able to give people healthier samples of healthy things that they can use. Um, if I'm, I don't, I try to not eat processed snacks. I actually have my own kale, kale snack business. It's a nut free oh, kale, kale that I make. Well, I have to try that because I am sensitive to nuts and like every single thing has nuts. With, with That's that why I of. had to make them because I had to make them because everybody's kale chip had nuts on it. And I was like, I don't understand in this day and age why you would do that. And then the ones that didn't have nuts weren't really very good. So I created a line of nut-free snacks. Um, And my website for that is um, Fresh Fair Gourmet Raw Snacks. I had to create these snacks for myself. But if I'm going to eat something that I did not make, I like from the ground up. Um, the cauliflower chip, their cauliflower tortillas are a cool little cheat for me. I have just started taking Sheila G. Um, Pure Himalayan Sheila G sent me some and I've started taking that and I like it. E3 Live has sent me products. I But I've been using E3 Live for years. Um, now, what is that for people who don't E3 know? E3 Live is blue-green algae. I use Bella Bell... Um, yogurt starter and make my own yogurt. And I actually, oh, Ticino tea. I don't, I try to not drink coffee. I like the taste of coffee, not the buzz of coffee, but Ticino makes an incredible dark roast and it is dandelion and chicory and it tastes like the best cup of coffee you ever have. And I drink that daily and and dandelion is also really good for inflammation. I drink that daily uh, they also have several different flavors that are really yummy. Their red chai is amazing and their chocolate raspberry. Um, just trying to think. Things that I've had to incorporate, like I said, the Ticino. Um, I make my own yogurt. My snack is the from the ground up. Do you use the, Do you make a dairy yogurt or do you use cashew milk or coconut milk I or use, almond milk? I, use, I don't eat. I can't eat it often because I can't eat coconut, but... Um, Coconut, I make coconut yogurt, but it's interesting about coconut because 
I do have a sensitivity to coconut, but it is less severe when I crack the coconut myself and drink that water because the I noticed it because whenever you, so here's what I noticed. If you go to the grocery store and you buy coconut water, it's, it's usually a, a milky white color. That's not what coconut milk actually looks like. And so all those bottles are identical. If you were to crack six young coconuts, none of the water is going to look the same. So they are doing something to that water in those bottles. And whatever they're doing, I cannot handle. So if I want coconut water, I have to actually crack the coconut myself. Wow. What is the best way to open a coconut, by the way, Stacey? Because I've struggled. <laughs> I have a coconut opener. That's usually how I open a coconut. Oh, that is good to know. So I want to go back to when you first got diagnosed. And just for people listening, if they just recently got a diagnosis of cancer or or one of their loved ones, just what, uh-huh. what, what did you go through emotionally? And what did you want to hear from people versus what you heard? Because I know that there's a lot of well-meaning people, but they're just not helping. Well, one, I'm very private. So I told my family and mainly to let them know that I was not going to be doing anything. Um, I wanted them to understand if I was flaky, if I was, because I had become very, um, I don't want to say not reliable, but I was, you know, I might not show up to something because I didn't feel good. And I, so at the time I I told them and my close friends that I kind of grew up with, And I just said, look, I'm just letting you guys know in the event that something goes awry, you won't be like, oh my God, I didn't know. So I wanted people to know. And I said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to live my life because if it's incurable and irreversible, then, you know, I don't want to die bald from key. You know, I didn't want I didn't want any side effects. I didn't want to be bald. I didn't want to be, um, emotionally, I cried for three days. I was on the internet because in my mind, there had to be some silver lining, some somebody that had done something natural that worked. And I couldn't find that. Um, my boyfriend at the time broke up with me. Uh, my dad passed. It was a lot. Like I was, it was really like, so when I say my life fell apart, I can usually handle things but it was a little too much at one time. Uh, So I had a lot of emotions to deal with. So of course, first there was no one's gonna want me because I'm dying. And then I finally got to the point where you had to realize you could die at any moment. So you have to let go of that. So I let go of that. And and then I just had to decide how much did I wanna be here? And that was kind of my choice. I wasn't ready to go. I had things I wanted to do and I was gonna do them. And I wasn't going to let an illness dictate my life. So that was kind of the choice I made. And then when I got really sick, um, again, I just wasn't ready to go. And I was willing to at least give a 30-day juice fast a, a shot. And it helped. And it, and that became, so that became just part of my pattern. You know, I, once or twice a year, I do that. How long ago was that when it was around the five year mark? So it was six years ago, going on six years. Cause I was diagnosed in February, 2009. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. And you're still, you said your numbers are good now. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're amazing. So it's, it is, I think it is, uh, I'm not like most people and I'm not saying that to, to, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to come off wrong, but I, I can be very um, clear about things. I was clear that I wasn't ready to die. So I was able to at least get myself to that point. Um, emotionally, the thing I go through the most are probably I did maybe a few years ago. I've come to a better place with it now. When I had to change my lifestyle to save my life, I'm not the girl people call to go out because I only, I don't eat out very often. I can only eat in a couple of restaurants. I need to see the menu. I have to, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing to go out with me. Yeah. I'm like that too. So, and I don't drink. So I don't either. I'm not the fun. I'm not who I, you know, I'm not the fun girl. So I had to adjust to, I lost friends. So the thing with myeloma, they tell you that it is the most expensive cancer you can ever have because you have it for the rest of your life. So even if I'm cancer free, I will always have to monitor this and I will always be at risk of it coming back. So I will always have to live the way I live. I have to be mindful. Every, every decision I make in my life, I have to think about my health. I, I, a few years ago, I wanted, after being sick and I got well, I was looking into moving to Italy. And what stopped me was, what if I go backwards? I don't have anybody near me. And so I've had to restrict where I live, what I do, everything is, so that's what's different for me. And so when I have emotional days, it's because I feel maybe left out or there's something I want to do. And I can't do it because I have to think about X, Y, Z. You know, I've got to think about the food or I recently just did my first location project in 10 years. The bulk of my career was in film and I used to travel a lot, but the last, this past 10 years, I've been home and um, I live in Los Angeles where, you know, this is the, healthy, you know, yoga pants, wearing community and didn't realize the rest of the country has not caught caught up to us. So I was in Atlanta and everybody's, oh, there's so many vegans here. Yes, they are the most unhealthy vegans. No offense, Atlanta, but every, every (laughs) single, every single thing that they were raving about was nothing but soy. And I was like, I can't eat any of this. Like, I had so much, I literally really had to make my own food. I could not find a place to eat. There was a place called Bar Taco and I started going there on Sundays for dinner and I would get a cauliflower taco and that was like the the cleanest thing I could find for me. So yeah, the going out is not something I can do like everyone else. Um, And that, that's hard. You know, I, the people that love me, love me. We, I, I frequent one restaurant, Hugo's in Studio City. If I'm off work, I'm probably there three days a week. It's a farm to table, organic restaurant. So I, I, and I know them. 
they know my little quirks and I, I have made my own little meals. Like I, I want this with this and that, like, you know, they know. So, and they accommodate me. And so I have another restaurant. If I'm going to cheat a little bit, it's a restaurant in West Hollywood. And, um, they, they do the same for me. They're very accommodating. So I'm, I'm a little limited and that's probably the only thing that probably still gets to me is that. Yeah, that is a challenge. No, I hear you. I mean, we should be neighbors so we can go out and eat together because <laughs> I have so many restrictions myself. And, you know, when you brought up the the losing of friends, you know, when I had my daughter, she's 15 now, but she had a lot of issues. And it turns out she's on the autism spectrum and has some other issues. And every I, I, w- I used to be super social and I'd go out and I would do things and she, I couldn't take her anywhere. She was just so overstimulated all the time. She never slept. It was a whole nightmare. But I lost a lot of friends because they were, you know, tired. How many times are you going to ask me to go out? And I'm not going to go. And every time they talked to me, I was kind of sad and there was hard times. And it really shows you who who sticks with you, you know, and who sticks by you. And I think until people go through these things themselves that where they have a chronic illness or a special needs child or, or you know, some kind of severe restriction, they don't really get it. And so I, 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 I sympathize. I empathize, I should say, because and I'm not that to what you're going through. I'm just saying that that segment of it in terms of like losing friends, because that's really hard because you need more support. not Right. Less. And people don't. And I do like what you just said. I think about sometimes, you know, this could be you like when when I'm watching them and I'm like, OK, yeah, keep drinking, keep doing that. But I can look at it now and go without judging, just look at people and go, OK, I'm not mad. Maybe, you know, the universe brings people in and out of your life. And there's a reason they're not around you and that's fine. But I then look at them. What's funny are the people that kind of don't spend much time with me, but now come to my events because they have a health challenge. (laughs) But but here's the thing, they can laugh at me or not get it. But then the minute they have a health challenge, I'm who they call. So I find that funny, but it is, you're right. But more and more people are struggling with something. And I... I empathize with that and I want to be one to help. So I'm trying to choose to, to use my challenges to help other people instead of feeling sorry for myself, trying to uplift and help other people. My, my page is positive because the world is filled with just enough darkness that we don't need that anymore. So I wake up every morning and I say good morning and I, I'm not one to gossip. I don't like gossip. I don't like any of that. I just want to live a positive life. And also when you are dealing with health challenges, it's very important that you keep your energy good. It's very important that you stay up because it's very easy to get depressed. And I do not choose to allow those things to be part of my existence. Now, what about if you're, I mean, sometimes you just feel down. Like I know what I, I, I totally understand what you just said, but at the same time, there's got to be some days where you, I think it's okay to let yourself just feel kind of crummy. Like if you do, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I do. I agree, but I don't have those very often. I, I always, I wake up every day. I've got something to do. I have, you know, I may have things I don't like, but it's not that I'm down, you know, I, I, I don't, that's not a pool I swim in very Oh, I often. like that expression. I'm, I don't think I've heard that before. Yeah. 
It's not a pool. I swim in very often. Stacy, you're fantastic. I mean, this is just, you're so uplifting. I've just, you're just stunning. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about the makeup at some point. You have to come back, how you got into that. Cause I'm actually thinking about going back to school to be an esthetician. Cause I want to do something into addition to what I'm doing. And I just, I love skincare and beauty and all of that good stuff. But in the meantime, tell everyone how they can find you on uh, social media. You can find me on all of social media at um, Stacy Branch. It's S-T-A-C-Y-E-B-R-A-N-C-H-E or at stacybranch.com. Wonderful. Stacy. I want to thank you so much for coming on today. And I want to encourage everyone to rate, review, subscribe to Talk Healthy Today so I can keep bringing wonderful people like Stacy on the program. Thanks so much. Have a great day.